Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Incline listeners. Looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The Incline, your Dodgers podcast for Dodgers talk, rumors, updates, and everything Dodgers. I'm Kevin Klein. I'm David Rosenthal. I'm Ian Nielsen. We're your host, and this podcast is powered by Dodgers Lowdown. And without further ado, it's let's ride. Time for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. All right, it's time to conclude the Dodgers 2013 season revisit, a whole new blue. So today, we're going to be covering September and the postseason. If you recall, in the last episode where we left off, the Dodgers had finished the month of August with an 80-55 and record. They were also in first place in the National League West. They had a very amazing second half thus far including that magical 42-8 and run. So the Dodgers completely cruising, and let's just jump right into things. We're now in the month of September. They're taking on the San Diego Padres. And I'll just take you straight to the action in the bottom of the six. And Puig unloads into deep left center. She is gone on Cuban Heritage Day. Hey, viva Cuba! Viva Yasiel! There he is, Yasiel Puig, going deep. The Dodgers move ahead in this ballgame. 2-1. to one. Paco Rodriguez is going to come in in the, in the eighth inning. And he'll have a very clutch hold situation. Rodriguez coming through. The Dodgers are going to go on and win this game 2-1. to one. Kenley Jansen picking up his 24th save of the year. Zach Greinke with his 14th win. And the next day, September 2nd, Clayton Kershaw starting for the Dodgers. It's a 3-3 ball game until we get to the top of the fifth where Kershaw comes through with a two-out, two-run single, putting the Dodgers up 5-3. Not a good start for Kershaw. He would end up giving up five runs in this game. He allowed a career-high 11 hits. But in the top of the six, Andre Ethier bailing him out with a two-run home run. 
Dodgers are now ahead 8-5, his 11th of the year. Dodgers move on, win this game 10-8. Clayton Kershaw improves to 14-8, his fifth win in a row. And he's now surpassed the 200-plus strikeout plateau. So Kershaw having a fantastic campaign. September 3rd, Carl Crawford, haven't heard his name in a little while. He's going to put the Dodgers up 3-0 as he clears the bases. The Rockies are going to try to rally, and it's a 4-3 ball game when in the top of the ninth, at Coors Field, Charlie Culberson drops what would have been a routine flyout, but instead, this allows the Dodgers to score three runs. Dodgers are now up 7-3, and they're going to win this ball game. Ricky Nolasco picks up his 12th win Overall in 2013, Chris Withrow with the save. And Nolasco, since joining the Dodgers, he's 7-1 with a low 2 ERA. September 4th, Edison Volquez making his Dodger debut. Kind of a random acquisition, in my opinion. I guess the Dodgers were just kind of looking for a fifth starter, and they had a little bit of some nagging injuries, so they picked up Volquez just to see what he could bring. He's not going to have a good game, though. Todd Helton, one of the greatest Rockies hitters of all time, hits a home run off him. Jorge De La Rosa, who's just seemed to have the Dodgers number back in the day, is credited for the win. He picks up his 16th win in 2013. Rockies win 7-5. So that concludes that series. Dodgers then go off to Cincinnati, where they're going to take on the Reds. Mike Leake for the Reds, taking on Chris Capuano for the Dodgers. Early on, Hanley Ramirez hits a two-run home run off Leake. And then Chris Capuano in the bottom of the second, he's going to be forced to leave with a groin strain. So this is going to require the Dodgers to use their bullpen very early on. And they're going to pay the price because in the bottom of the fifth, Joey Votto with a two-run home run off J.P. Howell. The Reds are going to win this one 3-2, and Matt Kemp has to go back on the DL. The next game features Matt Latos, who, who beat the Dodgers earlier in the year, taking on Zach Greinke. In the top of the first, Hanley Ramirez strikes again early. He gets an RBI off Latos, but in the bottom of the first, Jay Bruce is able to drive in the former Dodger, Cesaris Turris, tying the game up. But in the top of the second, Yasiel Puig hits his 15th home run of the year. That puts the Dodgers now up in this game. Take you all the way to the bottom of the seventh, where Sin Su Chu ties it up. He drives in Cesar Asturias once again, doing some damage against his former team. That's off J.P. Howell. We're now tied at three. This game's going to go into extra innings where Brian Wilson trying to get the Dodgers to bat in the 11th. Billy Hamilton put in the game as a pinch runner. He's going to swipe a bag. Billy Hamilton lightning fast, and he's very early in his career, so a lot of teams didn't really know how to stop him. After he steals that base, sets it up perfectly for Todd Frazier, one of the Cincinnati heroes. He gets a walk-off hit. The Reds are going to win this game. And then... The final game of this series, Clayton Kershaw starting for the Dodgers. In the bottom of the second, Jay Bruce able to strike first. He hits his 28th of the year, lefty-on-lefty matchup. 
in the top of the fourth. Hanley Ramirez comes through. He's having a really good series. He gets an RBI double off Homer Bailey, 1-1 ball game. But in the bottom of the fourth, Jay Bruce again, homers. That's now his 29th. Real power slugger back in the day. Just taking full advantage of Clayton Kershaw. Reds are now up ahead again. But in the top of the seventh, Homer Bailey still trying to get credit for the win. He allows a game-tying home run to Hanley Ramirez. That's going to knock him out of the ballgame. He is pissed. Hanley coming through. And then it's a tie game. Ronald Belisario pitching for the Dodgers. Bottom of the ninth, Ryan Hannigan with a walk-off knock. So the Reds win this game 3-2. to two. Belisario gets his seventh loss. Reds sweep the Dodgers. Dodgers now have a four-game losing streak. They're 83-59. and 59. The series then moves to Los Angeles, and they're going to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Sean Green, a popular favor, favorite amongst Dodger fans. He's going to throw out the first pitch. Very appropriate because in the bottom of the second, Randall Delgado pitching for Arizona surrenders a solo home run to Andre Ethier. Dodgers now up early on. And in that same inning, Juan Uribe gets his home first solo shot off Delgado. I say first because that's not going to be the last home run Uribe hits in this game. Bottom of the third, Agon with a two-run home run. That's his 20th. And Juan Uribe back up at the plate. He hits another home run. It's 5 nothing. In the bottom of the fifth, Hanley Ramirez joins in on the fun. He's going to go deep. And then Juan Uribe up against. And a high fly ball. Would you believe it? Juan Uribe has a three home runs tonight. Now what will the club do in the dugout? Dodgers are now up 7-1. Juan Uribe with a three home run game. He's the first Dodger to do that this season. Earlier in the year, Juan Uribe had a massive 7-RBI game against the Giants. 2013 definitely was just a great season for Juan Uribe. So the Dodgers win this one 8-1. Ricky Nolasco hits his 8th win with the Dodgers. On September 10th, it's a 3-3 ball game. He's going to hit a 2-run walk-off home run. So the Dodgers win that game. On September 11th, they're going to lose to Arizona. On, on September 12th, Brian Wilson pitching for the Dodgers in the top of the ninth. Able to get this tied game into the bottom of the ninth for the Dodgers. Jeremy Affelt pitching for the Giants. And Agon with a walk-off hit scoring Call Crawford. So Brian Wilson gets the win against his former team. Dodgers win 3-2. The next game of this series, Madison Bumgarner able to outdo Clayton Kershaw. As the Dodgers fall 4-2 to the Giants. Last game of this series, September 14th. This game is all Giants. They win 19-3. The last place Giants were Hunter Pence had 7 RBIs. Brandon Belt with 6 RBIs. Not a good game for Ricky Nolasco. He's going to get the loss. We're going to skip ahead to September 17th. The Dodgers are now in Arizona at Chase Field. Top of the first, Matt Kemp is back from the DL. Gets in on the action very early on with a two-run double. Juan Uribe able to go deep. 4-0 Dodgers. Uribe just crushing Arizona as of late. In the top of the third, 
Agon with a two-run home run. Gonzalez now has 21 home runs and 97 RBIs. It's 6-0 Dodgers. Zach Greinke picks up his 15th win for the Dodgers. He's 15-3. Matt Kemp goes 4-4. Not a bad day for someone just activated off the disabled list. Dodgers lose the next game. And we'll take you right to September 19th, a very significant game. Top of the third, Hanley Ramirez with a three-run home run off Wade Miley, his 19th. Doesn't last for very long as bottom of the half, Martin Prado able to tie it up with a triple. Ricky Nolasco charged with those three runs. Then Miguel Montero adds one. Wade Miley gets a two-run double. So the Diamondbacks are now up six to three. In the top of the six, Van Slyke able to cut the deficit a little bit. He gets an RBI double. It's 6-4. Top of the seven, Chaz Rowe in a hold situation for the Diamondbacks facing Hanley Ramirez. And Hanley goes yard, his second home run of the game. It's a two-run shot tying it up. It's now 6-6. Hanley Ramirez with 20 home runs in the top of the eighth. AJ Ellis strikes with a home run off Josh Kolmatzer, his eighth of the year. Dodgers are now ahead. Bottom of the ninth, Kenley Jansen trying to get his 26th save of the year. Finally done it. It didn't come easy, but in the history of the Dodgers, both Brooklyn and Los Angeles, nothing has ever come easy. And now the high fives, the Dodgers are the National League West champions. So in very thrilling fashion, the Dodgers clinch the NL West. They're the first team in Major League Baseball to secure a playoff berth. This is also the earliest they've ever clinched in franchise history at 88 and 65. This is a team that was 12 games below 500 in June. They were eight games back of Arizona. Now... The tables have turned. Dodgers are the first team in the postseason. They don't have the best record in Major League Baseball, but they were just clear-cut ahead of everyone else in the NL West. Dodgers just celebrating in the pool, a moment that Arizona Diamondbacks fans just can't seem to forget. It even led to a few years later where the Diamondbacks had some troops block off the pool just to avoid another celebration. Another moment where Diamondbacks fans a lot of hostility towards the Dodgers as Dodger fans will never forget to remind the people of Arizona that we celebrated in their pool. Just what a great turnaround for the Dodgers. So the rest of the regular season, we're just going to pretty much pass by it. Some notable things. Matt Kemp has to undergo season-ending ankle surgery. So that's a big loss in the Dodgers lineup. I mean, we're talking about Matt Kemp. So they're going to have to be without him. The last win that the Dodgers will have in the 2013 regular season was against the Colorado Rockies, where Colin McHugh, starting for Colorado, taking on Clayton Kershaw in the bottom of the first. Juan Uribe with a two-run double, putting the Dodgers up 2-0. In the bottom of the second, Gonzalez able to get his 22nd home run. He's now up to 100 RBIs. In the bottom of the fourth, Carl Crawford hits a three-run home run. He hasn't homered since May. It's now 8-0 Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw gets his 16th win of the year. So he's going to finish 2013 with a 16-9 record, a 183 ERA. That's a major league best. 
232 strikeouts. He leads baseball with 236 innings pitched. That's a career high. Dodgers are going to finish the season going 92-70. and 70. Clayton Kershaw is going to win the Cy Young Award. That would be his second in his career. Hanley Ramirez would end up finishing hitting 345 for the Dodgers with a 402 on base percentage, 20 home runs, 57 RBIs. He was only able to play about 86 games or so, but he still had over 100 hits, so Hanley was white hot for the Dodgers. Yasiel Puig in his rookie year ended up finishing hitting around 319, about a 390 on base percentage. He had 19 home runs. Adrian Gonzalez, correction, Puig had 42 RBIs. Adrian Gonzalez hit close to 300 as well. He had 22 home runs. 100 RBIs. So the Dodgers also signing Zach Greinke in the offseason. I'll read you his stats right now because he had a really good season in his first full year with the Dodgers. Six-year contract, as we mentioned very early on in this series. Greinke would have the best win-loss percentage in Major League Baseball with a 15-4 record, a 263 ERA, 177 innings pitched, He made 28 starts. Pretty remarkable considering Carlos Quinton broke his collarbone early on in the season. And then Hunjin Ryu, technically a rookie for the Dodgers, had a great season as well. He finished with an ERA of, of exactly three. He pitched 192 innings and he had a 14 and eight record. Andre Ethier also heated up towards the end. Not used to like 2009 Andre Ethier, 2010 when he was just incredibly hot. But in 2013, after a very slow start, he ended up improving his batting average up to 272, which is pretty good because I think at the end of April it was around 244. 131 hits, a 360 on base percentage, 12 home runs, 52 RBIs. So Andre Ethier, very productive for the Dodgers even with some drama with Don Mattingly. So let's go straight into the postseason. The Dodgers are going to end up being the three seed, so they don't have home field advantage. And they're going to take on the Atlanta Braves, a team that the Dodgers faced twice during the regular season. They had two series. The first series, they did not win. In a, the second one, I think they tied 2-2. So the Braves had a 96 and 66 record. Dodgers with 92 wins. So in typical Braves fashion, the crowd is going loud with their tomahawk chants. A little bit of an obnoxious tradition they do out there. But it's Clayton Kershaw going for the Dodgers on the road against Chris Medlin for Atlanta so in 2013, Medlin had a 15-12 record and a 3-11 ERA. Pretty good. AJ Ellis puts the Dodgers up early on with a two-run knock. So it's 2-0 Dodgers in the bottom of the second. Evan Gaddis is on first base. The batter for Atlanta hits a pretty mid-range flyout towards Puig. Puig shows off the arm and he doubles up Evan Gaddis. At first base, thus ending the inning. Very big play for Yasiel Puig. In the top of the third, 
one runner on for the Dodgers, and Adrian Gonzalez with a two-run home run. It's now 4-0 LA. That's Agon's first career postseason home run. In the bottom of the fifth, Clayton Kershaw strikes out the side. Clayton Kershaw having a fantastic start for the Dodgers. During this little stretch, he had six strikeouts in a row. Clayton Kershaw able to pitch seven innings for the Dodgers. He allows three hits, one earned run, 12 strikeouts. His first career playoff win. Dodgers win this one 6-1. They had 11 hits on offense. And the Dodgers have now won seven straight NLDS games. Game two, it's Mike Miner going for the... It's a 1-1 game until in the bottom of the fourth, Chris Johnson breaks the tie. He puts Atlanta up 2-1. In the top of the seventh, runners at the corners for the Dodgers. Carl Crawford up to bat so that Braves go to their lefty reliever, Luis Avilan. And he's able to induce a ground ball, which results in a double play. So the Braves get out of that one. In the bottom of the seventh, Paco Rodriguez pitching for the Dodgers. Jason Hayward able to drive in two. That puts the Braves up four to one. It might look a little over for the Dodgers, but in the top of the eighth, Handler Ramirez with a two-run shot off David Carpenter. It's now four to three. And in the top of the ninth, D. Gordon is on at first base, and he's going to try to steal the bag. It does not go his way. He's thrown out. Then Craig Kimbrell strikes out Carl Crawford. The Braves are going to win this one 4-3. So now we're tied at one games apiece in the NLDS. They're going to go to Los Angeles. Game three, it's Julio Tehran against Hunjin Ryu. Braves get the early lead. Chris Johnson, there he is again. Able to drive in two. He puts the Braves up 2 nothing. In the bottom of the second, Dodgers are able to put one on the board. There's now two on. Carl Crawford at the plate. Carl Crawford with a three-run shot. Dodgers are now ahead 4-2. to two. In the top of the third, Ryu allows this game to tie up. Some bad defense and a bad throw by Ryu. It's 4-4. Four to four. That's going to be it for Hunjin Ryu. He's done after three innings. This game doesn't stay tied for very long. In the bottom of the third, Agon able to drive in Hanley Ramirez. It's 5-4. to four. Atlanta has to go to their bullpen too. As Tehran was removed, they go to the young lefty Alex Wood. And my early impressions about Wood were he's not a good reliever. I really felt like this was a guy that Dodgers were going to be able to take advantage of. Moral of the story for a lot of Wood's career is he's not a very good reliever in the postseason. And the narrative starts here because in the bottom of the fourth, Hanley Ramirez with an RBI triple. It's 7-4 Dodgers. Yasiel Puig adds an RBI. It's 8-4 Dodgers. Juan Uribe with an opposite field home run. It's 10-4. So the Dodgers obliterate the Braves. The final score ends up being 13-6. Chris Capuano Goes three innings in relief. He's credited with the win. Braves allow a season high in runs. And the Dodgers tie a club record for most runs scored in the postseason. 2-1 to one Dodgers now in this series. They just have to win one more. And they'll advance to the NLCS. 
So the Atlanta Braves in an elimination situation going with Freddy Garcia in game four, who had a pretty regular season. Wasn't terrible, wasn't great. He has a lot of postseason experience. He's won a World Series with the White Sox in 05. And the Dodgers going with Clayton Kershaw on three days rest. I don't know if this was the right move long term, but Don Mattingly really felt that Kershaw was the best possible option just to get the guarantee, trying to get his team into the next round. He's coming off a fantastic game one start in the bottom of the first after Kershaw goes a scoreless top of the first. Carl Crawford with a leadoff home run, his second of the postseason. It's one nothing Dodgers. Literally no action until Carl Crawford is up again in the bottom of the third. Swung on and a drive to right. If it's fair, it's gone. Down the line, gone. Home run for Crawford, his third in two nights, and the Dodgers lead two to nothing. Is Carl Crawford with another home run, his third of the series. It's 2-0 Dodgers in the top of the fourth. Adrian Gonzalez commits an air. This is going to lead to a Chris Johnson RBI. There he is once again. Johnson just having a randomly good series. I don't even remember this guy's career after this season. Andrelton Simmons able to tie it up. It's now a 2-2 game. Clayton Kershaw able to go six innings. He throws 91 pitches on three days rest, as we already mentioned. So the Dodgers have to go to their bullpen. Ronald Belisario gets the call. He's going to give up a triple, and it doesn't end well. Jose Constanza gets a pinch hit RBI single. Atlanta moves ahead 3-2. to two. In the bottom of the eighth, it's David Carpenter trying to get the hold for the Braves. Trying to hope that they can get to Craig Kimbrell in the ninth. Force a game five. That would be back in Atlanta. That's a winner. Take all situation. The Dodgers do not want this. The Dodgers have one on. Runner at second base. So Juan... Uribe is asked to bunt the runner over by Don Magley. And on the first pitch, he fouls it. So that's strike one. That's not successful. Another pitch also goes foul. It's now an 0-2 count. The bunt scenario is over. Juan Uribe is going to have to swing the bat if the Dodgers want to make anything happen. Carpenter's going to throw two balls. So now we're at a 2-2 count. And then this moment happens. It's a high fly ball into deep left field, way down the line and gone. And the Dodgers lead four to three on a two run home run by Juan Uribe. Isn't it amazing what somebody will do when he can't bunt? And it is four to three Dodgers in the bottom of the eighth. The NLCS in hopes of clinching a pennant and moving on to the World Series. Kershaw had a fantastic. NLDS, he had a 0.69 ERA. So the whole narrative that Kershaw can't pitch in the postseason, you can throw that out the window at this moment in time. So why don't we just go straight to the NLCS? They're going to have to start in St. Louis because the St. Louis Cardinals have the best record in the National League. The first game is going to feature the rookie Joe Kelly against the veteran Zach Greinke. And we have action very we have action very early on because in the top of the first, Hanley Ramirez up to bat with a runner aboard. He's going to get hit 
in the ribs. And this really takes a toll on him. He is in obvious pain. But he's not going to come out of the game. He's going to go to first. And he's going to stay in this game for now. So the Dodgers have second and third with one out. Adrian Gonzalez not able to drive any of the runs in. Yasiel Puig then strikes out as well. So the Dodgers had a perfect opportunity to score. And they're going to fail. This is a little bit costly later on. But first I must mention in the bottom of the first, even though he was just hit in the rib cage, Hanley Ramirez is able to make a jumping catch to rob the base hit. Granky loves that toughness. Top of the third. Base is loaded. One out. Juan Uribe able to come through for the Dodgers. He gets a two-run single. So it's 2-0 Dodgers early on. Dodgers were going to need more runs because in the bottom of the third, Carlos Beltran with a double ties it up. It's 2-2. Bottom of the seventh, Yasiel Puig with another amazing play. He doubles up John Jay at first, gets Granky out of the inning. Zach Granky has quite a start. He goes eight innings. He had 10 strikeouts. He was able to keep this game tied up at two. In the top of the 10th, this game's going to extra innings. Mark Ellis with a one-out triple. So the Dodgers go to Michael Young as a pinch hitter. He doesn't come through, though. He doesn't hit the ball deep enough. And Mark Ellis is trying to run to score. But Carlos Beltran able to throw him out at home plate. That's going to end the inning. In the top of the 12th, it looks like the Dodgers have another chance to score. But they ground into a double play. Eventually, time is running out for the Dodgers. The previous reliever for the Dodgers allowed some runners to reach base. Kenley Jansen trying to force a 14th inning. But Carlos Beltran able to walk it off. Cardinals win game one of this series 3-2. Game two features a very young Michael Waka, the rookie taking on the veteran Clayton Kershaw. In the bottom of the first, Matt Carpenter with a leadoff triple. So runner at third with nobody out, and yet Clayton Kershaw gets out of it. No runs allowed. He escapes the very tough situation. In the bottom of the fifth, still a scoreless game, David Fries reaches with a double. Eventually, John Jay able to drive him in with a sack fly, putting the Cardinals up 1-0. And that's going to be the only run of this game. In the top of the six, bases loaded, one out. Yasiel Puig strikes out. Juan Uribe strikes out. Top of the seventh with Nick Punto at third. Michael Young flies out. That ends the inning. In the top of the ninth, Trevor Rosenthal strikes out the side. So the Cardinals win game two. one nothing. Dodgers had five hits. And the Cardinals, despite only having two hits, win this game one nothing. Yasiel Puig with a terrible game. He's 0 for 4 with 4 strikeouts. He's 0 for 10 in the series. Dodgers now have to head to Los Angeles in an 0-2 hole. Game 3, Dodgers going with Hunjin Ryu, trying to rebound after a bad start against the Braves. He's taking on the veteran Adam Wainwright. Hanley Ramirez is back in the lineup after missing Game 2. In the bottom of the 4th, Agon with an RBI double. It's 1-0 Dodgers. This ends a 22-inning scoreless drought for the Dodgers. 
in this series. That's not good. Yasiel Puig gets his first hit of the series. He gets an RBI triple. It's now 2-0 Dodgers. Hunjin Ryu with a fantastic start. He goes seven scoreless innings. He only allowed three hits. In the bottom of the eighth, Haley Ramirez able to drive in Carl Crawford. Crawford showing off his speed. Dodgers are up 3-0, and that's going to be the final score. The Dodgers win 3-0. So the Dodgers are back in this series. It's now 2-1 in favor of St. Louis. All they got to do is win game four, and we're talking about a 2-2 game, 2-2 series. So anything can happen. It's Ricky Nolasco for the Dodgers, his first postseason start for L.A., taking on Lance Lynn. In the top of the third, Matt Carpenter puts the Cardinals on the board first with an RBI double. Matt Holliday able to follow it up later in this inning with a two-run home run. First big hit of his 2013 NLCS. It's 3-0 St. Louis. In the bottom of the third, Lance Lynn nearly hits Yasiel Puig. A little bit of a tension going here. Yasiel Puig wins this battle. He gets an RBI single. It's 3-1. AJ Ellis able to cash in another Dodger two in this inning. It's 3-2 now in favor of St. Louis. Skip Schumacher unfortunately ends the rally, though. He ends up grounding into a double play. So 3-2. Now we're going to the top of the seventh. J.P. Howell pitching for the Dodgers. And the pinch hitter, Shane Robinson, gets an RBI base hit, putting the Cardinals up 4-2. In the bottom of the seventh, Nick Nick Punto on at second base. Dodgers really need to score here. He's going to get picked off at second. This one really hurts. And Dodgers not able to really do anything after that. So the Cardinals win this game 4-2. Game 5 in Los Angeles. This is going to be the last game at Dodger Stadium for this series. It's a 3-1 St. Louis lead right now, so the Dodgers have to win the next three straight. Otherwise, their season is over. So game five, Zach Greinke starting for the Dodgers. Joe Kelly going for the Cardinals. Game one rematch in the top of the first with the bases loaded. Greinke able to get out of this jam. So Cardinals don't get any runs. In the bottom of the first, it's Joe Kelly against Hanley Ramirez. Kind of like a deja vu moment. And Joe Kelly wins this battle again. He strikes out Hanley Ramirez. In the bottom of the second, Dodgers getting some runs early on. Wander Bay and Zach Granke with RBI hits. It's 2-0 Los Angeles. Lead doesn't last for very long. In the top of the third, Carlos Beltran just torturing the Dodgers all throughout the NLCS. It's a two-run triple. It's 2-2. Two, two game right now bottom of the third Agon doesn't want this season to end he hits a home run it's three to two bottom of the fifth Carl Crawford with a home run it's four to two bottom of the seventh AJ Ellis with a home run it's now five to two Dodgers bottom of the eighth Agon with another home run off John Axford the Dodgers tie a club record with four Home runs in an NLCS postseason game with Kenley Jansen a little bit on the ropes. He's able to get the save. Dodgers win game five, six to four. So now they have to go to St. Louis. 
Next two are going to be in St. Louis no matter what. It's three to two. Cardinals, Dodgers have to win two. Cardinals just one. Clayton Kershaw will start for the Dodgers. And Michael Walker going for St. Louis. Before this game even starts, we have a little bit of a showdown between Scott Van Slyke and Joe Kelly to see which player will return to the other team's dugout after the national anthem. Looks like Scott Van Slyke's going to win this battle. In the top of the third, it's still scoreless. Matt Carpenter forces an 11-pitch at-bat. He's going to win this battle, too. He gets a double. And it just seems like that at-bat really was the breaking point for Clayton Kershaw because Carlos Beltran able to get the Cardinals up, up, one nothing. Yadier Molina breaks his bat. And I'm not talking about by contact. This was his choice. He slammed it onto the ground after a swing and a miss on a strike two call. And it looks like the new bat works out for him. He's going to get an RBI base hit. Cardinals now up 2-0. Bases loaded later on in the inning. Shane Robinson with a single little number between first and second. Cardinals up 4-0. Kershaw has to throw 48 pitches in the third. He's not going to last for much longer. Bottom of the fifth, Matt Adams with an RBI double. It's 5-0. Cardinals, Dodgers are forced to go to their bullpen, and they just completely obliterate everything in their way. Eventually, the Cardinals are up 9-0. Kershaw out of the game, allowing seven earned runs or so. And that's going to end it. The Cardinals win the game, and the Dodgers lose the series four games to two. So the very end of this season was certainly disappointing. Clayton Kershaw, after having such an amazing campaign, winning the Cy Young, three great starts in the postseason. Unfortunately, his legacy gets dampered with this bad outing. But when you really look at things in retrospect... Maybe Don Magley just had overused Kershaw throughout the entire season and the postseason, and he just ran out of gas. And it's really unfortunate that things worked out this way. A lot of people are going to question for the rest of their lives, what would have happened if Hanley Ramirez didn't have his ribs broken? I mean, he nearly hit 500 in the NLDS. He was just red hot most of the 2013 season. But this is the year that... Kind of starts the whole Dodgers mini dynasty. Hopefully everyone enjoyed listening to this Dodgers 2013 revisit. I don't know what I have planned in the future, but I certainly enjoyed revisiting all these old games, seeing a lot of former Dodgers, being reminded of certain events. And let's hope that, thank you for listening to The Incline. We'll bring you all types of content once baseball gets started up. Everyone have a great
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.